What's good? My name is Chris Styles. It's Trapping Anonymous. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us, keeping us moving. Shout out to Breakbeat Media. Please go follow our Instagram page, that Trapping Anonymous on Instagram. Follow me, Chris Styles. Um, do remember that the stories that you hear are not necessarily reflecting real life. They're here to entertain, give you some knowledge, some insight, or just keep your little homie off the streets. Today we have Lady CEO Anonymous. I am super excited about this episode, and it's going to be gems, it's going to be knowledge, and it's hopefully keeps some of y'all out of jail. My name is Chris Stiles, it's Trapping Anonymous. Let's get in. What's up? What's up? Um, so, I start all my interviews like this, we jumping right into it. What is it like being a woman CEO on the island in such a testosterone-filled environment? It's not bad. It's very different from being a man and a female. You're a female, so you kind of calm them down. When a man is irate and they see a female, it's easy for them to calm down versus testosterone and testosterone. So if I'm coming into a situation and it's a whole bunch of men and I say, yo, calm down, it's not even that serious, they're more prone to be like, all right, I'm going to relax. Yeah, naturally women have that like calming presence, like no matter what, like when a woman walks in the room, you see the guys sort of adjust, like y'all just have like this calming presence. So it's just interesting to see that dynamic actually work in what people consider to be the worst hell on earth. Yeah, it's definitely the worst hell on earth. How long did it take you to get sort of adjusted to it? Or was, you, was it like a shock when you first got there or? I want to say you never get adjusted because you got home life and then you got work life. So when you go home, it's like you got to deal with home life and then you got work life and work changes, home changes. Everything changes. You miss stuff at home, you at work all the time and at work it changes all the time too. So you kind of like, I don't know where my life is. There's no normalcy for you. Mm -hmm. Everything is always hectic. What's the money like? Money is good. Yeah. I'm staying for the money. The money is good all around. The city is giving you money. But psychologically? Depression. I've been depressed. What? I've, been, I've definitely been depressed. And why, why would you say that? Why do you say depressed? Because if you, even with your friends, I'm not even going to talk about kids. Your friends is going out. You see your friends having fun. You can't do that. You got to be an adult. You got to go to work. You're getting stuck 16 hours. Sometimes you're doing 18 hours. Damn near 24 hours. And no relief, no meal. You're not eating. So you, you're missing your life. And then you have two days to spend with your family, with your friends. I don't have a life. Mm -hmm. I'm literally at work all the time. And then God forbid, you know, you got a significant other. They missing you. Mm -hmm. They scared. They don't know when they're going to get a call that you got cut, you got into a fight. Mm -hmm. I mean, you in a hospital. Like, it's real life. Is, is, do, you, do you feel like the CEOs are protected? No, we're not protected at all. We got a union, but I mean, the union can only do so much. Like, I feel like I appreciate them. But they were once officers, they understand what's going on, because when it comes to corrections, it's politics, just like it's police's politics, um, fire department's politics. But at the end of the day, the city's not worried about corrections. What are some of the brutal things that you see on the island? Um, I've seen an inmate get his face slashed. I've seen an inmate throw shit and piss at officers. Mm -hmm. Like in his hand, he just... No, it'd be like in a water bottle, Lubaderm bottle, like they're shitting you down, they pissing you down. You were telling me earlier about a story of how they sort of covered a bunch of officers. Okay, so it was an extraction. The inmate was getting extracted. I guess he didn't want to leave the building or he could have had to go to the clinic. Anything that sort, he had to be extracted. So they sent the team in 
and I guess the inmate is a well-known inmate. Everybody knows him. He's very highly assaultive, disruptive to other inmates himself and others, other officers. So he um made a bag of shit with piss, put it over the door. So when the door opens and the probe team comes in, whole bag busts on the whole probe team. So shit is just all over them. I mean, they don't care. What, what do you sort of say to that? Like, how do you get me to come to work tomorrow? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm covered in, has this ever happened to you personally? No, it's never happened to me, but the question of how I'm gonna come back tomorrow is taking my family. You gotta have a goal. If you don't have no goal, you're doing it for nothing. My goal is I'm going to put my son through college. I have a stepdaughter. I want to make sure she's fine. I got a um, husband. I want to make sure he's good. You know, you want to make sure your family's good, your parents. So you got to have a goal. Because if you go in there with no goal, you're going to get jammed up. What's, what's sort of the time you were there and you were like, you know what? I'm scared. There's been plenty of instances when I was scared. I mean, a melee. You got to do something. You gotta save this inmate. Inmate getting fucked up. You gotta save that inmate's life or you going to jail. If I don't save you, I'm going to jail. I'm gonna have a booking case with you. If you die, I'm going to jail. If I go to work and an inmate's dead in his cell, I'm going to jail. It's what? going to be charges brought up against me because I took that post. I took that post. I either I didn't make a tour, I didn't catch it in time. The inmate's been dead 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Charges are being brought up against me and I can't go to no other city agency. Do, do, the, do the inmates sort of, when you're trying to intervene and break it up and try to save someone's life, do they sort of know like, all right, let me just chill on the CEO or this is my homie? Or, or, no. Y'all could get it too. Yes, yes. I mean, some inmates that feel like, you know, that's a female or this is an officer, I don't want no, other, no charge, they might be like, all right, I'm not going to take it too far. But you got inmates that don't care about no gender. They're going to take your OC, they're going to punch you in your face, they're going to kick you. It was just an indictment that just happened. Inmates took the female officer's OC, kicked her on her face, dragged her out, took the male officer's OC, sprayed him. What's OC? And, um, chemical agents, basically okay. like pepper spray. Mm -hmm. And they cut him in the back. And then, what? Yeah, he got sliced in his back. I'm sure he gets like a ton of money and conversation. You get a comp case, but at the end of the day, you can't take that trauma away from me. And then at the end of the day, I still have to go back to work. I still got a report for duty. And you think that the captains care? Yeah, some peers don't care. They don't care if, you know, something happened to me last week. I still want you to relieve me so I can go home. Because we all going through this together, but I still don't feel no type of remorse for you because I could go through it too. What do you, what do you sort of I'm sorry, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to fully process that you could just be in such a hostile environment and it's just like nothing protecting you because what I always think about is too, you're in jail too. They're in jail, but the people working there, you're in jail. Psychologically, do you ever feel like that? Like, damn, I'm in prison? I mean, they say it to us all the time. We doing a bed with them. I know inmates that have been in the jail just as long as I've been there. Yo, you doing a bed with me. We've been in jail together. Wow. The only difference is I'm making money. Wow. They're not. Yeah, because I think about it too. Like when people go to work, they have nine to fives. You know the people at work more than you sometimes know the people at home. Because you spend so much it's, time. It's true. You, you spend so much time with them. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm just spending so much time with some of the most conniving people in the world, these, some of these inmates are brilliant.
masterminds. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was just like just getting to know them and them talking to you, you conversing with them. It's like sometimes you you feel like connection. Do you ever feel a connection with an inmate? No, never. You're able to just turn it off. Never. Because I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to make sure you get your minimum standards and that's it. What about celebrities that get locked up? Do you see like special treatment going on? Do you like, how, do you see sometimes they're like glorified there or there's a reverence when people come around them? I think they're more glorified with other inmates. I don't really see it from officers too much because at the end of the day, you're still an inmate. Whether you're proven guilty or you're innocent, at the end of the day, I still have to treat you as an inmate. Because think about it, they are just there as holding. When they go upstate, that's when you know you find out whether they're guilty or innocent. So I'm going to treat you accordingly. I have to treat you like everybody else. And then if I'm giving you special treatment, what you think the other inmates are going to say? Because they in there for telling. So they're going to tell it. Do you see people sort of, because I always hear like there's certain th- heinous crimes that you do out in the street. But if you, if they know that you did that, you know, uh, rape or assaulting a child or molestation, do you, do you see like these kind of cases? Do these people really target these people when they get inside a, uh, a jail? Like what's, what's this person in for in, in this kind of thing? Well, the inmates know more than we do. I don't look up nobody's charges because at the end of the day, I want to keep it as you're an inmate and I have to give you, give you what you're afforded. That's it. I don't give you nothing more. I don't give you nothing less. But other inmates, if they know that you're here for rape, like, you know, there's um, on the news, they talk about these guys who's raping the Asian women. They go into a housing area, they spanking them. You out of there. You can't stay here. You raped the woman. Mm. Rape is just something that they just don't tolerate. Mm-hmm. That's within their community, though. Mm-hmm. Like, the prison community, when it comes to inmates, they don't tolerate rape. Once they find that out, they drilling you and you out the house. Wow. C- can you talk a- to us a little bit about the trans community in prison? How does it work? What? How does it work? So to my understanding, before it used to be you had to be on hormones, you know, you had to have a sex change, you had to have, okay, say if you're a man and you're converting to a woman, your private part has to be changed, you know, you, your breast has to be changed or anything like that, you would go to Rosie's. But now, if I think is you wake up, I'm a woman. If I'm a woman, I'm going to Rosie's. I identify as a woman. They do an evaluation. You go to the clinic, you know, they have these mental health people. They evaluate you and they deem that you... Say you're a woman, you're a woman, and you're going to Rosie's. So you mean to tell me if an individual wakes up and says, you know, I identify as a woman or I identify as a man, they could come to prison and they will be in a male facility? I've never seen a female say that they're a man and they come to a men's show. But I have seen a man say, I'm a woman. I'm going to go through all the clinic procedures, all the mental health procedures, and go to Rosie's. But you could still have your a penis mm-hmm. and be in a woman's facility. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, in real life, like, well, not real life, because, you know, jail is real life. But when you're in the street and you go to the bathroom, I'm a female. If I said today I'm a man, I'm going to the men's bathroom. Who going to tell me I'm not? Mm. What can they do about it? I woke up and I identify myself as a man. I guess it would sort of... Okay, but like you said, you've never seen 
I've never seen it in reverse. Not yet, at least, because anything is subject to change, but I've never seen it in reverse. But why would a woman want to come to a men's jail? I mean, for I feel like the- Well, if that's how you identify, it's not about whether you want to or not. It's about, I feel I am a, a man, so I go to- But you think about it this way, right? A man goes to a female jail. They have way more privileges. I'm around a whole bunch of women. I can make a lot of money by just dealing with a woman. Versus a female coming over there, I might get cut, stabbed, slashed, in the middle of a melee, anything. Why would I want to go over there? So you think they'll probably conveniently be a woman again, just so if they have to go to a woman's jail mm -hmm. instead so. of obviously going to men's jail, mm -hmm. going against all of Because I'm sure men's prisons are just a lot more brutal. I mean, yeah. I, I've never worked in Rosie's, but I feel like... In Rosie's? I'm sorry. I don't Rosie's know. is a woman's jail. Oh, okay. Yes, Rosie's is where all the females are. But... For me, always working in a men's jail, I feel like it's just, those officers could, can't compare to what we work at. You come in one day, every housing area is lit. They fight in melees, taking OCs, like, it's really like that. You may come in one day and it's just a rough day. Same, same pay? Yeah, same pay. So why wouldn't you just choose to be in a, a more- You don't have a choice. Oh, they choose- Just like I don't have a choice of another officer who comes to work every day and they, a secretary. They type on a computer all day while I'm fighting crime. Because that's favoritism there. It's definitely favoritism. Were you sort of hoping that you would go to the women's jail? You didn't care? I took the job to learn a job. Wow. I took the job to learn a job, to stay in a fight, to protect my brothers and sisters. How do you think working in such this hostile environment where you have to always be on guard, how do you think that it addresses your femininity? It does. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I am very tough, aggressive sometimes. It's hard to turn it off because you think it may stay in jail forever? I'm not in jail forever. I got to walk on the street. Mm. It means walk on the street, mm. right? So I have to make sure I stay in my guard and always be alert of what's going on. I mean, it's hard because when you're dealing with your everyday people, like, you know, your brothers, your sisters, your mother, your father, sometimes you become aggressive because that's who you are now. It's a part of you. You're not that soft person no more. That gets strips from you. Mm. You become, you're not sensitive no more. I can see anything happen. They'd be like, oh, they'd be okay. And they really not okay. Like, even me, I'd be like, I'm okay. I'm really not okay some days. But you just say that because it's normal for you to say okay because you have to be okay. But I'm a female, but I have to put on that persona to be aggressive and tough because we all work. Have you ever ran into somebody that was an inmate on the street? Mm-hmm. I went to the corner store not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, and I meet in the corner store. And is there, is there respect there, or is it kind of like, or, or is it disrespect, or is it like, oh, you violated me in the house? Um, I'm not a, I'm not a nasty officer. I'm only nasty to you when you're nasty to me. So if I see you on the street, I acknowledge you, you acknowledge me, I keep it pushing. We're not friends. We're not friends in jail. We're not friends on the street. We have no type of communication. Only thing you should be talking to me about is what happens in jail, what you need, minimum standards. Anything else, we don't have nothing to talk about. And I know there's other like females who talk to them, who you know overexert themselves. That's not me. Because in the street, would you overexert yourself to another man? No, you wouldn't. 
What do you mean by overexert yourself? I'm not sitting here having a personal conversation with you. We're not friends. Gotcha. I'm not your friend. I'm only here to give you your minimum standards. Do you think that sometimes they could get caught up with that overexertion? And sometimes... You know, I mean, probably. Maybe they could. And that goes for either men or women. Because there's men who probably bring things into the, to the jail. It's probably women who bring things into the jail. But I'm not getting that personal for you, for you to ever think that I would ever do anything like that. Because I see inmates with cell phones. Mm -hmm. like, they do. On Twitter. They do. How, how, they, how they get on? Like, how does... You would think, like, how do you get these things in prison? A lot of this stuff has to do with investigations. It's very hard like, to say, you did this. You are the officer who brought this. They have to catch it on you. They have to investigate you for a long time. So that inmate is just, they rocking you to sleep. They just rocking them. I'm going to give you money for this. I'm going to give you money for that. Bring this, bring that. That's just what it is. How much is a cigarette worth in jail? I don't know how much a cigarette is, but a cigarette is probably a lot of money. Wow. A cigarette, a pack of cigarettes is probably a lot of money. Fentanyl is probably a lot of money. K2. You got inmates who just, in the middle of the day room, crunched up. Like a crackhead on the street. Literally can't move. Drooling. Having epis. And if they die, it's on you. Mm. You're accountable of 48 to 50 inmates in a housing area. It just seems so unreasonable. It's, you took the job. You don't think it's unreasonable? It is. But you got a choice too, whether to stay or whether to go. You don't have to stay on a job. You chose to stay on a job because it feeds your family. What are some of the um, worst things that you've witnessed um, sort of like being in, in the jail? Um, all right, so seeing inmates hang up, that's just universal. An inmate hanging up trying to kill himself, I feel like that's the worst thing. It could be a melee, that doesn't bother me because it happens so often. Inmate getting cut, happens often. An inmate hanging up, they meant to do that shit. They meant to kill themselves. They don't want to be here no more. You've seen that? Mm hmm They're hanging. Hanging, mm hmm Dead. Not dead, almost dead. Yeah, that has to do something to you. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's somebody's child. That's somebody's husband. That's somebody's father. That's somebody's son. Have you ever been in the house where someone died? No. Close to? Close to, yes. N numerous of times. Mm-hmm. Um, do inmates try to, like, touch you? I'm sure they try to make passes at you. I know. They ever cross that line. I know other officers that have gotten touched. Excuse me, grabbed. Um, palm, they butt palm, chest palm. It has never happened to me. But I know a lot of tough officers that's happened to too, as far as females. Mm -hmm. What do you witness sort of happen to them as that happens? Do, 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 does their disposition sort of change? Does the way they come and work sort of change? Or do you see them kind of just be natural about it? Who, the female officers? Yeah. That, that, I see females cry. Yeah. Cry. You have somebody that you go home to every day. They don't want nobody touching their woman. Yeah. They, they don't want that. And as a female, you feel violated. You almost probably feel like you got raped. And I know a couple of my friends who that has happened to. And it's not their fault. It's, it's the enemy's fault. What made you feel like you're able to touch me? Yeah. Would you touch someone in the street? But I feel like you have any consequences. And then they don't have no consequences. That happens. All right, whatever. 
It happened. Put in paperwork. You'll be fine. You go on a stress, come back. But you still have to be around inmates. What is it like running into somebody you grew up with? Somebody um, that you maybe went to school with. Somebody that you used to know. Maybe y'all dealt with each other. Just, and just seeing them in there like that. It doesn't bother me because they're still an inmate. Damn, you just... You're like a... Like, it's like a human side of you. So like, yeah, because they're like, an inmate. I'm here to do a job. You got to understand that. I have people I take care of that I have to take care of. I have little people that I have to take care of. So you're an inmate. I'm an officer. If you wasn't, if you wasn't doing this, what do you think you'd be doing? Oh, accounting. I was going to school for accounting. I finished three years. I have one more to go. But mm -hmm. It's off the table? Oh, when I retire, yeah, I'm going to go back. Because oh, really? I retire young, so... I still got to work afterwards. This is Traveling Anonymous. My name is Chris Styles.